there are practical and tactical approaches to allowing you to really master the voice in your head and your emotions. And when you do, even in little spurts, it's amazing what it does for your life. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another episode of Flip My Phone podcast. This is, again, uh, one of my favorite ones because we get to talk to a fellow Terminator, and I have Alex Ladd here again. This time, we're not going to talk about sales, we're not going to talk about marketing, we're not going to talk about a particular function, we're going to talk about something that's very dear to me, but I feel like I'm a, I'm a student of learning this, but I've seen this in amazing ways in the life of Alex, and he's calling it, he's coining this phrase that, that I, I think is, is brilliant, he's calling this mindful leadership. And the way uh, we were just going to go jump into it, but I, I just want to kind of share that it has had a clearly profound impact on his life and not just in a, in a way where you, you would think like a Buddhist monkish kind of thing, in, in a career wise and making the best thing and, and really focusing on the right things. So like Alex, again, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Sam. So and yeah, I think, I think anybody who knows me would say about as far from Buddhist monk as you could possibly envision on the outside. Yeah, man. So first of all, how did you get into this idea of mindful leadership? Yeah, and I'll you know I'll say to start off is this is this is something that's like kind of a, a realization that I've come to, but it's 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 very new and still thinking through all of the, the ins and outs of this and how to like really formalize this idea. But it's just been something that. I've been living for the last couple of years and especially the last, you know, nine months or so. I think what sparked it for me is, you know, it's like sometimes you hear stories of people hitting rock bottom that cause them to change their life. And for me, I didn't hit any yeah. rock bottom, especially presumably on the outsider by like the normal expectations of society. But, you know, there's two distinct points in my life where I was what I thought really, really successful in my career. Things were really taking off work. I was loving what I was doing. Like things were humming. I was working really, really hard. Things were going well. And then I would leave work and I was unhappy and I would bring that home. And it was just constant, like worrying about things going on at work and stressing and anxious. And just, I brought that anxiety and worry and frustration home and it caused my personal life to really suffer. Like my relationship with my then fiance and now wife, my friends, my family, like I was just out of balance in my life. And it caused me to step back and look at it and say, like, what is going on? Like, like, my things are really taken off at work, but what I'm doing that for is to provide a life for my family and live a happy life outside of work. And, like, it shouldn't be one at the expense of the other. And it just, it just things just felt really out of line for me. And there's, there's more to that story, but it really caused me to start to look into the why behind this. Why is this happening? What, what is it that I'm feeling? Wow. And... You know, and I relate to this, I think, because I've shared on one of the podcasts around the idea of giving up versus letting go, which really was me feeling I'm losing control over things to me feeling I'm letting go of things, which means I'm still in control of these things that I'm letting go of. 
and it allowed me to just have a mindset shift. So I've gone through that wilderness period, if you will, yeah. where I felt like everything was working amazing, but internally I wasn't like gaining it. I wasn't, I was not feeling happy in my relationship with my, my wife. And every, I mean, all of those things I've gone through and I've been very vocal about these things because that's what makes us human. So where, what did you find out? What in the self-exploration phase, you know, I think you, you went through so much of it. What is it that you found and that you would share? Yeah, and I think what I've come to understand and start to, to put in some sort of framework that others would understand, when I look at what I've learned, like, makes a, a good leap. Like, I was coming from never being, like, no leadership experience to now, learned a lot over that time period and really been focused on this topic of leadership. And the way that I like picture it in my head and break it down is I look at my job as a, as a leader. There's really like three tiers to it and three levels to it. Yep. There's skill-based leadership, which I think is really, it's dependent on the industry that you're, you're in, the job you're in, like what role, right? But skill-based leadership is things like in my world, coaching reps, running one-on-ones, training, analysis of pipeline and forecast and numbers. It's these, it's these skill-based things that yep. To be a good leader, you have to be good at that. It's just like domain expertise, being being good at what you're going to be having your team be able to do. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Then there's a second level that I'll call framework-based leadership, which is, and, and this this is where I think like to be a great leader, you have to be really good at this stuff, and not everybody gets there. Yeah. Framework-based leadership is things that we learn in, you know, with Bob Lewis and his yeah. his lead his lead uh, program is. You know, radical candor, you know, empathetic listening, organizational change management, performance management, developing people like these frameworks yeah. and methods that are applicable to a large array of organizations in a lot of different ways. They're kind of consistent. It doesn't really matter like what type of company you're in. All of these frameworks hold true to making you a great. They're tried, they're tested, they have examples of it. They're almost best practices, like at a minimum. And they all are always raising the bar because I remember the radical candor conversation that we had recently with Bob Lewis and like, well, that could just go in many different ways. And, you know, are you ready? Is your organization ready? So I agree. And I think the frameworks are just for a period of time, just the bar is getting raised higher and higher. On and that, those are tougher because yeah. they take you deeper into you as a person. Yeah. Not technically tougher, but yeah. emotionally tougher. Yes. Like right. when I went through that, I like, you know, it made it kept me thinking for the last next couple of days. Is like how, how are we bringing that in our organization? And, and for me personally and stuff. So a lot. So skill based is domain expertise. What you're doing. Frameworks are the tried and true and tested methods, best practices that are out. They're called the frameworks. So those are the two levels. What's the third one? Yeah, I think the third one is the one that is far less talked about. It's like you can be great at those first two. And your life can still be out of balance. You can still be a bad husband, father, son, friend. Like you, you yeah. can still be dedicating all your time and your energy, getting really, really great at these things that are important to your your job while you're at work. But your life can still be out of balance. Yeah. And I think the two you can't you can't unwind the two. It's you as a person. And so what I looked at it is this third level is more philosophical based leadership, and it's really about like the philosophies and principles that you approach life with, like you approach any situation, your worldview, the way you posture yourself in relation to your world, your context, like how, how you look at life and what's important to you. 
Yeah. And that is really, really hard because it takes you so, so much deeper, yeah. you know, in, into you and your emotions and makes you so much more vulnerable to look at those things. Yeah. But about nine months ago, I really started digging in on that and, you know, kind of thinking through like, how would you walk somebody through everything that's learned? And that, that's something I'm, I'm kind of working on, on the side. But, you know, what I found is by developing myself more as like a philosophical based leader, as I'll call it, or mindful leader, really, as I'll call it, not only has it helped me balance out and be excellent at home, it's also accelerated my career at Terminus even faster. Like it's allowed me like having this foundation, this operation, this operating system of just being really aware of my emotions and my thoughts and yeah. who I am and understanding how the mind works and how people think and you know me as a person. Like it's allowed me to accelerate the implementation of these framework-based leadership skills, the skill-based leadership stuff. Like it's only accelerated my career even further and faster. And it's also balanced out my life in a way that is just and nothing short of life changing for me. Yeah, I love that, man. And I don't know, we wanted to keep this short and very, very specific because I think people are going to want us to dive, like I want you to dive deeper when we do much deeper in us, almost each one of them because you have so much. But together, you're also helping your team kind of be better leaders. I think that's what I've loved. And why I wanted you to share this is because what I've seen, a dramatic shift in you and change in you, but also... I think you're now raising the bar for your team and you're taking team from being somebody who's an average performer to a very high level of performance. And at the same time, they're also happier. And I think that's where, that's where it is at. Yeah. It's not about having your sales team. Would, would you, would that make you happy? Would anyone be happy if, if your team is just making crushing quota, but they're not a happy person? And they're not, right? Like we all want to be happy. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Like everything we do is to, pursue pleasure and happiness or yeah. avoid pain. Yeah. Like, we all want to be happy, so why, why, why are we so unhappy so often? Right? Right. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot to the, the philosophical or mindful leadership side, but for anybody out there listening, it's kind of like, okay, like, sounds interesting, sounds good, but what, what is, tell me a little yeah. bit more, I think. Again, there's, there's, a, multi, there's a, a number of different aspects to it, but the one, I think, that just hit me like a ton of bricks on, in, a, in a book that I read was the voice in your head. Like we all have this voice in our head. It's not us. It feels more like we're having a conversation with somebody else. <laughs> we don't really control it. Yep. It just happens. So we have this unconscious stream of thoughts and voice in our head that just so happens to run most of our life. Yeah. Right. Like these unconscious thoughts lead to emotions, which trigger actions. Yeah. And you're not in control of that. Like, I just think when you step back and think about that for a second, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. I've got this voice in my head that I don't control that isn't me that's running most of my life. Yeah. Right. So what is that? What does it mean? How do I control it? Really diving into understanding what ego is and the egoic mind and how, you know, it makes you feel like you're not enough and you're inferior and it's trying to be superior to those around you and it causes you to act in irrational ways. Yeah. And looking at, you know, practices and techniques that whether you read literature from 3,000 years ago, 300 years ago, or three years ago, it's, people have been talking about it forever. Like there are practical and tactical approaches to allowing you to really master the voice in your head and your emotions. And when you do, even in little spurts, it's amazing what it does for your life. Wow. Right. And so that, that was kind of the first thing I really started diving into is 
Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, is a, is a good place to start, which is really understanding the voice in my head and looking at more of what that is and what does it do and what does it mean. And, yeah. and, and that just led me down this path that I feel like has just made me a better person, a better leader, a better husband, friend, son, like across yeah. the board. That's awesome, man. All right, so we're going to wrap this up by just sharing like the three, and I think they go deeper, right? Skill, framework, and philosophy. And I think in many ways what you really outlined is you know, really a character building blocks for you as a person because you can be great at something, you might make a lot of money and you may be a great boss, but if your character is not intact, then you know, at some point it's gonna fall off either on a personal level or at a business level. So how do you keep that up? The couple of books that you recommended, Voices in Your Head, I, I wanna go check it out because it's so true. I feel like I'm talking to myself many of the times, which uh, might make me look crazy, which is also a true thing. And then The Power of Now, which I've definitely heard and, and read a little bit of that. So Alex, one parting thought or one challenge you wanna share with everybody as they're thinking about this probably a very deep topic of mindful leadership. I would say know that it is possible to be happy. There's enough studies out there, and whether you look at scientific research, whether you just look at really smart people, or whether you look at like religious texts from about any religion out there, the notion that outside factors in the world don't control our happiness, like we are in control of our happiness at all times, it's true. And I know when you hear it, it seems so not true, like there's no way, but it is true. And it's all in your head. Your unhappiness is created not by the outside event, but your reaction and your response to the outside event. And starting to dig in on the voice in your head and understand the way that your mind works, um, it just, it leads to, it, re- it leads to recognizing a truth that you may have not known even existed before, but it's yeah. it's profoundly changed my life. And I think this is a topic I could dig in <laughs> a lot more and give a lot more context about. It's something I'm thinking a lot about of how would you take somebody from not really knowing or understanding any of this and distilling everything that I've personally learned over the last couple of years and especially the last you know nine months or so, and how would you accelerate that process in somebody? So there's, there's a lot more to unpack there, but... Uh, the power of now is a great place to start. And I would say just challenge yourself to know that your happiness is fully within your control. Uh, I love that. And we will be doing, as you get more and more organized around this thought of how to get people, we're, you're obviously helping the company think about it, which is awesome. Like we as a company embrace like new learnings that we can all get better. We'll just love to have you back on and, and kind of share your journey and your experiences and, and as people get transformed, because I know that's also happening and the organization. I love to share that as you go. So Alex, thank you for the share, man. Yeah, thanks awesome. for having me, Sanger. All right. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.